guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Guru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Ex Guru, and today we'll be picking up where we left off in our Persian Stories segment. But first, the tea. Today's tea is another Chinese blend, Jingshan Tea. Now, this is a bit of a lengthy description. The tea plant pla- planting and tea production of Jingshan Tea began in the Tang Dynasty which was 610 to 907. It can be said that Jingshan tea is one of the oldest tea in Zhejiang province. So Jingshan is closely related to Buddhism. There's a Buddhist temple on the mountain called Jingshan, and the temple was built in the Tang Dynasty, which is the first of the five Buddhist temples in the south of the Yangtze River. At that time, there were more than 1,700 monks in that temple. And when Jingshan Temple and Jingshan Tea became famous, Lu Yu, the sage of tea, came here. He and a seclusive general planted, made, and studied tea in Jingshan. And Japanese monks also went to Jingshan many times to study and carry out cultural exchanges. That's interesting. And according to some historical records, the Jingshan Tea Feast was introduced to Japan at that time. The Japanese tea ceremony originated from the popular tea feast at Jingshan Temple. Ooh, that's interesting. And the mountain, the temple, the tea, and the Buddhist culture are closely related to each other, which forms a very rich cultural history and accumulation of Jingshan tea. In 1991, Jingshan tea was awarded the title of Famous Tea of Chinese Culture. And some benefits are just uh, anti-aging properties, lowering blood pressure, and acting as a detox. So a really cool tea here. I didn't know it would have been related to the Japanese Tea Festival. I thought that was really cool. Okay, so today we're going to be continuing with the Arabian stories, as I said before, in Aladdin and the Arabian Nights. And today's story will be the husband and the story of the husband and the parrot. So compared to the rest, this is pretty short. Um, honestly, I'm excited to start Sinban and the stories of his voyages. So uh, without further ado, let's begin. A certain good man had a beautiful wife, whom he loved so dearly, that he could scarcely allow her to be out of his sight. One day, some urgent affairs obliging him to go far from home, he went to a place where all sorts of birds were sold, and brought a parrot, which not only spoke well, but could also give an account of everything that was done in its presence. He brought it in a cage to his house, desired his wife to put it in her chamber, and take care of it during his absence, and then departed. On his return, he questioned the parrot concerning what had passed while he was from home, and the bird told him such things as gave him occasion to upbraid his wife. She concluded some of her slaves had betrayed her, but all of them swore they had been faithful, and agreed that the parrot must have been the telltale. Upon this, the wife began to devise how she might remove her husband's jealousy, and at the time revenge herself on the parrot. Her husband being gone another journey, she commanded a slave in the night time to turn a handmill under the parrot's cage. She ordered another to sprinkle water in resemblance of rain over the cage, and a third to move a looking-glass backward and forward against a candle before the parrot. The slaves spent great part of the night in doing what their mistress desired them, and acquitted themselves with much skill. Next night the husband returned, and examined the parrot again about what had passed during his absence. The bird answered, Good master, the lightning, thunder, and rain so much disturbed me all night, that I cannot tell how much I suffered. The husband, who knew that there had been neither thunder, lightning, nor rain in the night, fancied that the parrot, not having, this, not having spoken truth in this, might also have lied in the other relation. 
upon which he took it out of the cage and threw it with so much force to the ground that he killed it. Yet afterwards he understood from neighbours that the poor parrot had not deceived him in what it had stated of his wife's base conduct, which made him repent he had killed it. And you, vizier, said the king, because of the hatred you bear to the physician Duban, who never did you any injury, you would have me cut him off, but I will beware lest I should repent, as the husband did after killing his parrot. So, replied the vizier, the death of the parrot was but a trifle, and I believe his master did not mourn for him long. But why should you, why should your fear of wronging an innocent man hinder your putting this physician to death? It is not envy which makes him my enemy. If the, if the accusation be false, I deserve to be punished in the same manner as a certain vizier of whom I will tell you if he will be pleased to hear me. So that's the end of that. Pretty straightforward. Um, you know, don't be quick to listen to something you hear from a secondary source unless you, you know, confirm all of that or you may kind of be sorry for your actions afterwards as the man was sorry he killed the parrot. Honestly, I was sad that the parrot died. I didn't want him to die. So that's the end of today's episode. As always, you can listen to this episode and more on the Acast platform on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Samsung Podcasts. That's all for today, guys. See you next time.